Hello T Crew and welcome to this brand new mini sip. Today we're going to be talking about Deion Sanders and his recent job update. So let's get straight into it. So Deion Sanders was the head coach of Jackson State for a little over two years, I believe, and he's been working with the program for longer. Now, when he took this position as head coach at Jackson State, he really made it a big deal for HBCUs. They gave him the max amount of money they could afford to give him. They tried to give him um, the support staff that he would need, the, faci the facilities. To the best of their ability, they tried to give him everything they could to keep him at Jackson State because they knew how good it was going to be for the program. He also brought his son to the program, and his son is a star athlete like his dad, had been training since a child. Um, so having his son was another asset that Jackson State had access to while they had him, right, as the head coach. Well, um, more than that, Dion was promoting for other high-performing, uh, high-drafted athletes to come to HBCUs, if not Jackson State, to come to other HBCUs and really spread their talent among the historical Black colleges that pour into other African Americans and to keep them going. And the more talent that we get in HBCU athletic programs, the more recruiting we'll see, the more people we'll see coming from the SWEAT conference um, that we're going to talk about a little later. More people will be coming from this conference into the NFL, more of a pipeline like it is with the D1 schools. So for those that are sports impaired like myself, <laughs> I learned a lot of this information by kind of looking it up. So I'll give you a crash course. So when it comes to college sports, a lot of premier athletes, right? The best athletes from the biggest high schools or not even the biggest high schools, but just the best athletes are able to go into these big practice groups called combines, right? And in these big practice groups, it gives um, colleges a chance to see the skills of the players, compare the players to other players, and really try to recruit the best talent for their upcoming college football seasons, right? So this is an opportunity for the teams, but it's also an opportunity for the players because the players now get a chance to show off what they are, show off what they do, um, and try to get into the biggest school, the best program, so they can get into the NFL, right? A lot, these kids are not getting played to play college sports while college sports is on a very competitive level. They are still not getting paid. I think they just recently said that college students can do endorsements but they are not getting paid through the school. They are not receiving a paycheck, right? So they are getting the opportunity on the college level to show off their skills so that one day they will possibly be drafted into the NFL and play sports professionally. This is the pipeline that people talk about, right? So the biggest schools are the D1 schools. So they try to group the schools together so that people are being matched appropriately because let's face it, if you have a $50 million program, you're likely not going to be able, you know, a school that has a $10,000 program is not going to be able to compete with you on, on, you know, a competitive level. So they try to group the schools together based on what they have access to financially and this kind of levels the playing field as far as practice facilities, who they're able to recruit, 
who they have coaching them, all that stuff goes into how much money you have, right? So I'm, I'm getting back to Dion at this point. So hopefully that gives you enough background to kind of understand what was going on. So historically, Black colleges are unfortunately historically underfunded, right? They don't have as much money. They don't have the facilities. And so when it comes down to who they play, who gets an opportunity to see you as a player, it may not be as... Um, as many as someone who goes to a D1 school, which is what makes premier athletes not want to go to HBCUs and what keeps the HBCU programs lacking in getting talent, right? So with Deion Sanders coming into the program, people like it's a big name. Um, a lot of premier athletes want to play for him. They want to be mentored by him. They want to be coached by him. They were starting to come to Jackson State. This was a good thing for Jackson State, but not just that, for the whole conference that more people had more eyes on these HBCUs. So he stayed there for a couple years and, you know, he's Dion, right? Prime time. He's always, whatever he's doing currently, he's always adding an extra layer to it. He's always promoting it. I'm doing this and you should be doing this too. You should be coming here as a premier athlete and more premier athletes should be coming to HBCUs. Like he really put it out there. He really, really, that was his tagline. It was like prime time, come to an HBCU. <laughs> if you're a premier athlete, you know what I mean? To keep the talent within the black community. These are the schools that really support the black community. So you should keep your talent here and just motivating people to do that. But it seems like as soon as he was able to really do something, the team had a 12-0 and season, a complete winning season. Um, he took that, parlayed it for more money for himself. So let's talk about numbers. Um, Jackson State was able to pull together $300,000 for his salary plus you know, the staff. So that's expensive too, right? They had to get staff to support him. In addition to that, you know, recruiting and all the things that go into the program. So he was getting alleged or apparently uh, from what I saw, $300,000 in salary and Colorado will be able to offer him around $5 million. And that's the program that he's going to. Um, so this controversy with Colorado is first, you, you said you wouldn't leave, not that you wouldn't leave HBCUs, but you said for people to come to HBCUs, you thought that it was important to build them up. You made it seem like you had offers to go to other colleges, but you specifically chose an HBCU because you wanted to build that back up. And as soon as you got an opportunity, you had a good program, you were killing it in the program that you had. As soon as you really excelled in that program, instead of staying there and keeping it strong and making it something that people will be able to go back to for years and years um, after you leave, you just left. <laughs> as soon as you made it successful, you were able to parlay that into a new job. Um, and Colorado says the money is not even raised. The money that they promised him that they will have to lean on alumni and supporters to get this $5 million, but this is the money they promised him. So I guess they're confident they're going to be able to get it. Um, they don't even have the money yet. So people are annoyed about that. They, uh, His son is also going to be going with him, um, probably in the quarterback position, but Dion did joke that he's going to have to work for it. So there's that. Um, people did speculate, well, will his son stay? Will his son stay in the program since they were so successful as a team there? Nope, his son is going to go with his dad. 
um, and that people just feel overall betrayed by the situation. This is what I think. Dion Sanders, for what he is or what he is, it has never changed. This is Dion. Dion has always been about Dion. So for people to think that he was going to come and be this savior of HBCU athletic programs, to me, was a little far-fetched. But it did seem like whatever he was able to do did bring attention to a lot of the programs. It definitely brought attention to the division. Um, but I, I do think it would have been nice for him to stick around for another few years and really build the program out, attract more alumni, um, you know, from Jackson State, but also just alumni from other HBCUs in general to really pour into this program and keep him there, keep him doing um, the good work that he was doing, attracting these premier athletes and really getting into building up HBCU college football. Um, but that just wasn't the case. So I don't really fault him because it's a lot more money. He did put two years into the program. They did have that water crisis over the summer. And it probably just showed him in so many ways that I can build this team up. But unless, you know, the state of Mississippi, the alumni, like more people really get involved, I'm not going to be able to do what I want to do with this program. I, I think that all kind of went into in addition to the money because he makes tons of money. He's commentating. He was a star athlete. I don't think that he's like, I really need this money to live. Of course, everybody, more money makes everybody's life easier, right? He's not on human that more money wouldn't make his life easier. But I, I do think that a lot of it was just him always hitting a wall when it came to financing and having to probably put a lot of his own money into the program to make sure that the students were getting what they need. You know, his own son was getting what he need, that they were getting the exposure, the entire school and the team. So that can become tiring. And I think people are so quick to judge, but it can become tiring. It can become a lot. And when you get an opportunity to do more, I mean, he still shined a light on the division. He still did do something. And I feel like a lot of people, like he said in his speech, you know, I wanted to do more. I could have done more. Um, and if the money was right, he probably would have stayed. If you went to an HBCU, if you didn't go to an HBCU, if you just see what it does for people and you see the worth in it, go ahead and donate. Put your money where your mouth is. Really start to support the schools, especially if you went to one that poured into you financially. Um, and, and just see what kind of change that can make if you really start to support them because it's terrible to see HBCUs keep closing and lose accreditation and stuff like that. But without alumni support and without support of the Black community and the alliance of the Black community as a whole, they're going to continue to close and things are going to continue to go the way they go. So he's not the only one. He's a symptom of a problem that we've had for a long time as far as funding. Um, but, you know, his personal thing is his personal thing. <laughs> it is what it is. If he doesn't win with Colorado, they're going to fire him and he's going to end up in the same place he was. He might come back to the conference. Right. So people will really start to see who he is, <laughs> depending on how well he does at Colorado, because. Let me tell you, if you're not winning, the, the alumni and these donors that are coming together to make up this $5 million are going to just let that $5 million go as well. 
Um, so this has been the mini sip on Dion and his situation. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, either way, thank you so much for listening. Have a beautiful day or night, wherever you are, and I will see you in the next one. Bye.